is a Woodside Church podcast. Uh, for those who don't know me, uh, as Martin, Martin said, my name is Temba. So I've been part of this uh, family for, for over, over 10 years now. You know, and I was thinking to myself, wow. It feels like yesterday when me, when me and my family came to Bedford about 10 years ago. And um, I came here thinking I'm going to be here for two years. I was going to be in Bedford for five years. I was going to be in Bedford for six years. But 10 years on, I'm still here. I'm still part of this family and everything, you know. And uh, obviously, I had plans, you know. But actually, God has, God, God plans always prevail, which is good. Yeah. It's good for us to be in God's plans, to be in God's time. Then we can, we can, we can just rest and, and relax in, in what he's doing in us. Uh, so this morning, we are... Continuing our, uh, our uh, series on redemption, looking at something which is um, central to our faith, our existence, and purpose as Christians, as Christians uh, the cross, Jesus' death on a cross. This is something that is more important to us uh, as Christians. Actually, uh, the cross itself, uh, or the cross itself, is a symbol of Christianity. It's a symbol of Christianity. All, I mean, all around the, uh, the world, you see on churches, you see the cross on churches, in different churches. And then even here, we have a cross here, been decorated there. And sometimes we do wear the cross as well as a necklace. The cross itself, the symbol, is so familiar that we can sometimes forget how important it is to our faith, to our redemption, and our salvation. So this morning, uh, as we look into, the, into Matthew 27, and uh, this is the time of Easter as well, Easter time as well, obviously for, for, for Sephardic people, Easter time is time for them to be with the families or to visit other families. But Easter time is something that we celebrate, it's a, it's a tradition that we celebrate each and every year. Again, Easter time is something that we, the kids can be learn about the story of Jesus in, in schools or in Sunday schools. And us as well, we can learn about the, the story of Jesus um, in books as well, in the Bible. Again, the Easter time, because we do it each and every year, it could be something that is, more, that is more familiar. Each and every year we celebrate Easter. Sometimes we can forget the meaning of Easter. Not only about the holidays, not only about having fun, but actually there's a meaning behind the Easter, Easter time, more especially as us Christians. Now, <clears throat> I know that uh, the, 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 the story of Easter's time, which is based on Christ, Jesus Christ dying on the cross, is not a comfortable story. We don't hear a lot about Jesus or the story being told for, to us a lot around Easter time about Jesus Christ dying on the cross. We only hear the story in churches. If you, if, if you don't come to church or if you don't gather in any religious uh, places, you will never hear about the Jesus Christ dying on the cross. But actually, the story of Jesus Christ dying on a cross is not an, it's not an easy story to tell. It's uncomfortable. Jesus will go on the hardest journey. Jesus will be crucified on the cross for our sins. Jesus 
will be led on a cross on the, for, for, and, and down the cross for our sins. Now, Matthew 27 outlines the most painful journey for Jesus. Christ will suffer the humiliation in the hands of the, of the Roman soldiers. This was the hardest journey for Jesus. On the road marked out with suffering till death on the cross. Now, all four Gospels, they do actually tell the story of Jesus Christ dying on the cross. But they're all the same, but slightly different. But they all cover the background of Jesus um, dying on the cross. Now, Jesus was found guilty, as we know. In our, in our times, or in our times, if someone else has been found guilty, He's been sent to prison, or he's been persecuted straight to prison. But for Jesus, it's not the same. The innocent man was found guilty, but the truth is, the journey for him to the cross, it was painful. It was a painful journey to the cross. He wasn't sent only to prison, but actually, he will walk a journey that is, that is more painful. So what is the background of Jesus on the time? The build-up for Jesus Christ to die on the cross, it was long time planned since the beginning of time. Jesus dying on the cross, it was, it was prophesied in the Old Testament as well. The pinnacle of Jesus' life on earth and his risen, and his risen coming down to, to earth, it was prophesied through the Old Testament that Jesus, he will come, our deliver, Emmanuel, he will come and die for our sins on the cross. Now, this morning, I want to do things slightly different. We're going to look at the account of Jesus, of the crucifixion on Matthew 27. I will try my best to kind of like to foretell the story. And at the end of the, of the story, we can read the passage. But this morning, I want to do it a little bit different. I want to do it through a well-known song. For me, this song, it captures the heart of the story of Jesus dying on the cross. How deep the Father's love for us. How deep the Father's love for us. We will sing the song at the end. But I'm going, to, I'm going to break down the words of this song to tell the story, starting with the line of the, of the song, how deep the Father's love for us. Now, for us, it is important to ask a question for ourselves, why was it necessary for Jesus to go to the cross? Why was it necessary? Why was it necessary for Jesus to go on the cross? Before we can get into the details of the cross, it is important for us to remember why was it necessary for Jesus to endure the suffering and die on the cross for us? For me, this is the greatest story of love we will ever know. God sending his son to earth as a sacrifice and die in our place. Since uh, the Garden of Eden, since uh, the times of uh, Adam and Eve, we as mankind have gone on our way making sinful choices. 
we have separated ourselves from God through our sins. We've gone on our way because of our sins. We didn't have any relationship with God because of our sins. We were born into a sin, into the sin because of what happened in the Garden of Eden. Because of that, we have fallen short. We've, we've, within us, we, are, we have sinful natures. That the sin itself has separated us from having that relationship with God. Now, in the Old Testament, the blood was often used to sacrifice as an atonement for sin. Remember the story in Genesis. God had to kill an animal to cover the nakedness of Adam and Eve. The blood was sacrificed for them to be covered. The blood was a symbol of what God will do on the cross many centuries to come. Remember again in the story of Noah, after the floods, Noah offered a sacrifice to God. After the, the first thing he did, it was to offer the sacrifice to God after the, after the flood. In Genesis, we remember the story of the Israelites when they were still in Egypt, that they had to cover their blood on the top doors so that the angel of God can pass over so that they may not get, so that they, not, uh, they will not be, they'll be protected, not, not be in danger. Why was the blood required? The blood was required in Old Testament because the, the, uh, the blood was life. The blood foretold the greatest, uh, the, foretold the greatest the sacrifice as a perfect, as a perfect life which, which, which Jesus, which Jesus provides the, on the cross of Calvary. He poured out his innocent blood to redeem us who are guilty. He paid the price we could not pay. The blood of Jesus on the cross was needed as a sacrifice, as a substitute in our place. Innocent blood to redeem us, to pay the price for us. This is the greatest love of God. Greater love than this, than one gave his life for his friends. For God so loved the world that he gave his only one son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. It starts with the love of God for us. It ends with the love of God for us. On the cross, Jesus died. This was God's love for us, that he would send his son to come and die for us. For me, it is so amazing to be loved by God and to be known by God. God loved us first. Before we could do anything, before we could even think about the sacrifice, why Jesus came to, came, came, came to, um, to, to earth and died for us, the first thing that we need to remember in our hearts is that Jesus Christ loved us. God loved us. It was because of love that Jesus came to die for us. How great the Father's love for us. I read somewhere 
that uh, the love of God is mentioned in the Bible 209 times. That it tells us that uh, the love of God is very, very important for us. But did you know that uh, the blood atonement, the idea of uh, the blood sacrifice is mentioned in the Bible more than 1,300. The shedding of the blood of Christ on the cross is an ultimate act of love, the total necessary to to enable us to have salvation. Redemption and being reconciled to God through the blood of Jesus. The shedding of the blood of Christ is is an ultimate act of love for us. I love the song, How Deep the Father's Love for Us, How Vast Beyond All the Measures, that He will give His only Son to make a wretch for His treasure. I love this song. The pain of the cross. The next verse, it starts by saying, how great the pain and steady loss. The cross is a symbol of Christianity. But it is not popular to dwell on the pain and agony of it. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't dwell so much on the pain of the cross. Matthew 27 describes the events before Jesus Christ was crucified or hanged on a cross. Matthew described the torture that Jesus will go through. Crucifixion was a painful way to die. However, before being hanged on a cross, Jesus endured the torture on the way to the cross. This was a painful time for Jesus. Before he can be crucified, he will have to go through the torture. Painful process. So, now, we hear a lot uh, from Matthew 27 about flogging or beating. Flogging was done each and every crucifixion. This was intended to bring a a victim to a close death. And also it hurts a lot. The whip that they used for flogging, it was more like this. I mean, this is more like a homemade whip that I had to do yesterday. <laughs> now, the leather thorns that they use for flogging, it has some uh, iron balls on it as well. Well, these are small iron balls. Uh, the ones they used properly, they were bigger ones. And at the end of the whip, they will have some, uh, some uh, sharp bones from the ship that they will use as their whip. The idea of having uh, the, the big iron balls, it will be that uh, when they whip someone, the victim, the bruise will go deeper. And the sharp, uh, the sharp bones will actually tear the skin to a point where someone gets into a shock. And there will be some blood loss as well there. So just imagine 
Jesus already being insulted. And a, uh, a thorn of crown, which I called Mutaka, Mutaka was solo. It will be put in his head and the thorns will go through his skull. Been beaten a lot and been tortured as well through the crown of thorns. Even carrying the cross, which was quite heavy. This must have been, this must have been one of the hardest journey for Jesus. I cannot imagine how painful the journey was. It's good for us to talk about the cross and to talk about the whole thing, that, uh, how painful it was that uh, Jesus died on the cross and all that. But it is important for us to understand that the journey for Jesus to the cross, it was the most painful one. And this was done so that because he loved each and every one of us. Jesus wore the crown of thorns to, as he carried the cross towards um, his final journey, which will be Golgotha, Golgotha. This was a painful journey for Jesus. Jesus had to carry his own cross, as we know. According to, to the Bible, the cross was quite heavy. I was 30, to, 30 to, um, to, 60, to, 60, to 60 pounds, to 60 kg. Jesus would have to carry his, um, the cross on his arm, obviously, at the back. If you ever dripped on a cross, the whole cross will come crashing on you. Jesus walked through the city before he gets to his journey, where he was going. Everyone else, everyone, people will observe or saw, see him as he walked through the city. This was um, a painful torture that was done in the eyes of everyone else to say, if you disobey the Romans, soldiers, this is how you're going to be as well. The cross was a symbol to show each and everyone that uh, if you disobey any laws that uh, the Romans have put, the, the, the Roman soldiers have put, you will die exactly the same, as, the same as Christ. It was meant to bring a shock and fear into people. Jesus, he carried the cross into the city. He walked the cross on his shoulder. He was offered a drink. He didn't drink it. The Bible says that, uh, or others, other gospels, which are quite different, they say that Jesus was on a cross about six hours. From noon, there was a darkness over the land until three. Three, um, until 3, 3 p.m. These were, these were Jesus' um, final, final, um, final um, hours on the cross. He uttered a significant word on the cross. Elia, Elia, lama sabbatical. Mdimuaka, mdimuaka. My God, my God, why, why, why have you forsaken me? From the moment of creation, God's story is a story of humility. 
This is the story of humility. God himself, as a man, coming down to die on a cross. He allowed the Israel freedom to succeed and fail. But his ultimate pouring himself into the flesh and bone, real person, Jesus of Nazareth. His final moment, Jesus cried out. In his final moment, Jesus cried out. He was, calling, he was calling out his independence upon God, his vulnerability, the weight and the desperation of the, of the situation. Finally, he was fulfilling the scripture in the horror of all and fulfilling the perfect plan of salvation. How great the pain of Sari loss. The father torn, turn his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many to soul, bring many, bring, bring many sons to glory. I want to turn my face. The passion of Christ, the movie, and any, and any films which tells the story of this impossible, it is impossible to imagine the pain that Jesus, Jesus went through on the cross. He could have saved himself, but it was necessary for our salvation. He enjoyed the suffering for us. Of course, he could have saved himself, but this was necessary for our salvation. Now, I want to look at, the, uh, I wanna look at um, our part in this story. It was my sins that held him there. That's what the song says. It was our sins. Crucifixion is a historical event which is told by all the four, by, by four gospels. It is central, it is, it, it, is a central, it is a central to Christianity and the cross is a symbol of our faith. However, <clears throat> it is easy for me and you to disconnect ourselves from the truth. Even as Christians who have made commitment to follow Jesus, it can become a, a, Sunday story, a, Sunday, a Sunday school story for us. It is quite easy for us to kind of disconnect ourselves to this, uh, to this story. So, who are we in this story? Who am I in this story? There were many people who witnessed the events on the cross. Those who offered Jesus a wine to drink. Those who divided his clothes, casting lots. Those who teased him and shouted, saying, shouts insulting him. Who are you in this story? Are we those who are mocking him? And there were also women who were watching from a distance, weeping, trying to take care of Jesus' needs. I hope if I was there, I would have been one of those women weeping in agony in the pain Jesus was going in the pain in the pain that Jesus, Jesus was going through. However, as Jesus took the sin of the world in that moment, why was my voice also calling out amongst those who were mocking him? The cross has a personal 
relevance to each and every one of us. It wasn't Adam and Eve who were sinned in the Garden of Eden. Us too, men and women, we have sinned. We have fallen short. We have turned away from God because of our sins. We have fallen short. It is our sins on a cross. It is my sins that held him, held him on a cross. Until it is accomplished, the perf- until he accomplished the perfect sacrifice, shedding his blood so that I could be redeemed. It was my sins that held him there until it was accomplished. His dying breath has brought me life. I know that it is finished. I know that it is finished. The curtain has torn into two. The temple, the temple, from top to bottom, in the temple, the the earth shook, and the rock splits, and the tomb, the tomb broke open. The curtain, when they were torn into two, it gave us an opportunity for us to be reconciled with God which means there was no guilt or shame for those who were in Christ Jesus. When Jesus said it is finished on the cross, which means that with men that are freely we can enter into the throne of God, because by his blood we have overcome. When Jesus said it is finished, it meant that uh, each and every one of us have a place in the kingdom. Not the special ones, not the high priest. Doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter what you look like. The cross was meant for me and you. The curtain was torn into two. So what is our response into this? Whether we've been a Christian for, for many, many years or you've never heard of this story, I want you to know that uh, God loves you so much. I want you to know that uh, God's love for you is deep. Jesus has shed a cross on the blood, on the, shed his, this, shed his blood on the cross as a sacrifice for our sins, it was a painful and agony when the Father turns his face away. But Jesus' dying breath has brought life and an abundance of life, taking us from, a, from the separation but bringing us closer to God. It was our sins that held him there. Now, I want to talk about sins. In our culture, the sin is not a, a popular thing to talk about. We don't talk a lot about the sins that he died on the cross for our sins. Actually, we tend to shy away from the sins because we don't want people to kind of talk about things that, uh, that, are, that are in our hearts, the sinful nature that, that happens, things that we do that are, that, that, are, that are not good. 
This is not because we, the sin is something that we need to condemn people about. But actually, the Lord's Prayer, it teaches us to, to, uh, it teaches us to, to confess and, and, uh, and forgiveness of our sins as well. When we committed ourselves as Christians before, we've asked God to forgive our sins. But the Lord's Prayer, it teaches us to repent, forgive us our sins as we forgive us those. Which means that uh, we, are in, we as imperfect people, we will continue to sin and make mistakes. But because of God's but because of God's grace and his prize is paid on the cross, we are covered. The sins that we will commit today or the sins that we committed previously, we are covered through the blood of Christ. We are falling short. It is good for us to ask for forgiveness and repent. We're not condemned, but actually coming to God, we come to God because we know on the cross our sins have been paid. Forgiveness of sin is more like God's kind of like pruning us, taking us things that, are, that don't need to be there. That's why we go to God to forgive us each and every time. Let our, let our response be those who repent and asking God to call out our sinful nature in us. I was at work last week and uh, my boss actually, something happened at work which I, I didn't like at all and uh, my response to my manager, it, it, it wasn't good at all. I think when, when I spoke to him, when I talked to him, and um, uh, it wasn't good. It was when I went back, and I was thinking actually the things were said, maybe they, they were, what I said, maybe it wasn't, it wasn't good. And then I went back to ask for forgiveness. When I went back to ask for forgiveness, this was good because it kind of like opened a lot of things as well, where she kind of like shared about her personal life as well. She's not a Christian at all, but I managed to pray for her as well. When we recognize that we've done something wrong and then we repent on it, it brings life. Let us keep asking God to forgive us. Let us be the Christians that always repent. Behold the man upon the cross. My sins upon his shoulders. Ashamed I hear, I hear my mocking voice calling out among the scoffer. God is calling us out. And God is showing us the, imperfect, the imperfection and he's able to forgive us. So this morning, let us, let us capture something fresh about this moment of this hist- historical moment. Let us, be the worship, let us be in worship and adoration and know how God, 
how deep the love, uh, the love of God is for us. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves me. The cross, as we celebrate the Easter this year, may not be another Easter time. There may not be another year of Easter where actually we just celebrate. But it's let us, let us remind ourselves of how good God has loved us. Let us dig deep into the cross. Let us dig deep into how Jesus Christ came to this earth to save us for those who are sinners. Amen. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.